Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org. Hi, everyone. Sandman here. In the 1920s, women en masse started voting in the United States. And something else happened in that particular decade. The difference between a male and a female lifespan started to really widen. Women started living much longer than men because women didn't have to do as much hard labor thanks to washing machines, electric stoves, and refrigerators coming about due to industry. Women's bodies didn't wear away as quickly as men's bodies, which were still working on oil rigs, coal mines, and in the factories, manufacturing goods. Something else happened around a couple of decades after women started having an easier domestic life as well. And that was the government-sanctioned retirement program basically being implemented in many Western nations, including the United States, as well as Germany. And in fact, it was Nazi Germany that implemented a vacation policy for workers for the first time in that country. The government was buying votes of older female voters by providing government pensions and social assistance, because they knew that widowed older ladies, the demographic most likely to vote, could easily vote government into office and into power. After women got the power to influence the people at the head of state and get politicians elected, the power went from hard-working young men to widowed grandmothers. And that's basically what happened in a rough period of about 20 years. Never in the history of the world had the power to elect a government swung from men to women, let alone from young men to old women. In essence, the political and financial inmates have taken over the asylum. And this is where I want to begin my discussion about the ideas of why some women are more frugal than others, and why do many women spend the money a man earns with no guilt while treating their own money differently. How often do we hear that most women spend money and get into terrible debt through student loans, credit cards, and reverse mortgages? And generally, the women that I've known in my life are far more likely to get into debt to buy shoes, clothing, makeup, and other things like vacations instead of things of value. Basically, items that lose their value once they're purchased. Sure, you will occasionally run into a woman that saves her money to buy a house with cash and basically has no personal debts. But the vast majority of women, if they aren't fiscally restrained, will spend money like it's going out of fashion. When I was in relationships, I made sure my partners were saving money and not wasting it. But the moment the relationships ended, they started spending money like drunken sailors. They started going on two or more vacations per year. They started going out to restaurants more often than ever. And they started spending all of their money. The years they were with me, I made sure they were disciplined and saved towards a set goal and stuck to it. Essentially, I noticed that women will basically be frugal so long as the man is frugal. But left to their own devices, most women will spend the majority of their money on cheap crap and then wonder what happened as they run out of money when they reach retirement. The consequences of cause and effect seem to elude many of the women that I've met in my life. And they often expect a man or the government to be there to bail them out. That's what their sons are for, after all. Male children are there to bail out their mothers when their fathers die and the government only offers to give women enough money to pay for their rent and their nightly meal of Yukonuba. I also believe that women in relationships will often mimic the spending habits of the men that they're with, especially if they fear or respect a man's authority. 
Someone posted on my YouTube channel a few days ago, saying that it's female privilege for women to be cheaper than men. He was of course referring to the fact that given the choice between spending their own money and spending a man's money, it's reasonable to expect women will spend the man's money in, on drinks and dinner instead of spending their own. That makes perfect rational sense. Most men would never waste the money of other men or women unless of course they are politicians or working in the public sector. But when it comes to money, most women are taught to shame men that don't spend money on them. But it rarely goes the other way around. When was the last time you saw a husband put down his wife for not spending enough money on a tool set or a sweater as a gift? Women expect freebies, and when they get them, they will still go out and spend their own money on themselves anyways. Women want their own financial resources, as well as the resources of men. And no wonder the savings rate has dropped to a pitiful 3% in North America. Women also appear to value their own money more than they value the money provided for them by men. Given the obvious choice, they would rather spend a man's money first, and then if they have their own money left over, they'll spend that second, thus destroying the economic futures of both males and females in our society. Here in Canada, the statistics are scary. Out of most households, if they were to miss a single paycheck, most, about 70% of families, would have a hard time covering their expenses. I'm pretty sure that the statistics in the United States are about the same, if not worse. In past generations, men were the ones working, and they made the money, and the savings rate was much higher. Anywhere between 10 to 30% of all the money earned by men was saved. I remember as a kid when my father was the sole breadwinner. My mother would have to negotiate with him as to how much money he was going to give her, and she was basically accountable to where that money was spent. Five years later, she had her own job, and she was spending all of her money and dipping into his reserves as well, because they had a joint bank account. Before then, he was the only one, and his name was the only one on the bank account. So she couldn't spend the money because she didn't have control over the bank account. Unlike many lazy women out there, my mother has always been a hard worker and was injured on the job a few times in the past. She got a repetitive motion injury at work while lifting very heavy things that her boss ordered to move around. And since then, she's repeated these back injuries at that same job from time to time. So she's one of the few women that I know on workers' compensation for her work disability. I often think that my father and many men his age that have lived well into their 70s have done so because they were also injured on the job, and now the government has to foot the bill. What I also found interesting is that my mother had just as hard a time proving her disability as my father did. That tells me that the government is inundated with illegally filed disability claims. And looking at the statistics, I can see that more women than ever are filing disability claims here in Canada. But that seems counterintuitive because less and less jobs are manual labor these days. So how are more and more women getting hurt at work and getting disability? I'm guessing a lot of it has to do with mental health. On top of that, because it's harder to get money for disability, the government usually imposes a one or two year waiting period to make sure that all the medical checks are accurate and to see if a person can go back to work with a lower workload or at another position. Many women these days can't afford to be without income for one to two years, so they rely on their husbands until they get their workers' compensation money all settled. But let me get back on topic. Women call men cheap all the time and shame them when they don't spend money on them. But at the same time, women always expect freebies. Today, one of my female clients called me and wanted to purchase a gift certificate from me for one of her clients. I said sure and emailed her the usually nicely designed graphics template that I use over and over again. She comes back to me and says she wants the card customized because she's giving it to a specific person. 
In the past, I would just bite the bullet and design a brand new card for her and send it out via email. And in this case, it was a card for babies, so the card would be covered in baby paraphernalia. The customer is always right, right? Well, today I snapped and told her that I would have to charge her about half an hour labor to take this new design and create this brand new gift certificate. She backed off her earlier request and just asked me if I could make the card blue. I find that a lot of women respond this particular way. They ask me to do extra work on a particular project, and then look shocked when I have to charge them my regular hourly rate. That's why I work per hour instead of per project. Most men are perfectly fine with this policy, but I find that many women are really cheap when they have to spend their own money and say things like this. You're lying to me. It doesn't really take three hours to do that. Or they say, can't you just give me a package deal with unlimited service? When I started working as a freelancer, I quickly learned that if I was doing a package deal, I would be worked to the bone and make less than minimum wage. So I quickly got rid of that particular policy. Yesterday, a woman contacted me and asked me to change something on her website, and I am basically the webmaster. I invoice her every couple of months, and it was billing time, so I asked her if I should bill her on yesterday's invoice or roll it over into the next one. She says to me, I was hoping that you could do it for free, and then she kind of laughed. And then she covered her ass by saying, if not, you can just roll it into the next one. But I would really appreciate it if you could do it for free. I told her that I'm going to charge her for it. She was even so cheap as to supervise me over the phone while I was doing my work. And guess what? It actually took me longer to accomplish my tasks with her over the phone than doing them by myself. So from now on, she doesn't want to supervise me over the phone anymore. Another one of my clients from about four years ago didn't trust me either. So she called me over to a Waffle House where she was eating her brunch to basically work on her website while she pigged out on the buffet. Then she flipped out because it took longer than she thought. She was getting me to hurry editing while she was stuffing her face full of sausages. It's ironic that women are cheap when it comes to the time spent by males. I feel like women have convinced themselves that men have little to no value in their eyes and are basically just fulfilling a utility function. And when it comes time to pay us, they become extremely frugal. They want what they want, but they try to get out of paying for it. And if they do pay for it, they try to get as many little bonuses and freebies from you as possible. One of the worst requests I usually get is when I'm doing photography at an event, and a woman comes up to me and asks me to take her picture, which I will normally do. And then she demands me to send her a copy. So let me get this straight. People want professional photographic services without actually paying for them. And this happens to me all the time. And I often say to them, I can't give you the picture, you'll have to check with the person hiring me. And then they usually get upset and say that it's just a picture. And I respond by saying, they hired me for this event, and it's up to them. Please talk to them and respect them. And most of the time, they don't actually end up talking to the person that actually hired me. Usually they want their picture for LinkedIn or Facebook profiles. But the crazy thing is, when I work as a videographer, and a client hires a separate female photographer, and I work alongside her... Other women don't seem to take advantage of her. It's like women respect one another, but not men. And it's really a shitty deal for most men. I've also noticed that women don't seem to take advantage of other women as much financially as they do men. But in my experience, the vast majority of women have no problem taking advantage of a guy. I think they secretly hate most men and look down on us like we're subhuman and beneath them. This is sexism, but it's quiet or invisible sexism, and men have basically been taking this kind of stuff for way too long. When I used to work in the film and television industries, whenever there was a problem with a project that needed to be solved, the easiest way for the film company to solve it was to throw money at it until the problem just went away. This seems to be the way that most women deal with money.
And once they've spent their money and don't have any more, they often get buyer's remorse. A friend of mine works in a corporate environment, and he often tells me that women there are so cheap to buy their own lunches, so they're constantly begging him for money. He tells them, you make more money than I do. Why should I have to pay for your lunch or lend you money? As kids, many guys were physically bullied to give up their lunch money to bigger guys. But as adults, women try and emotionally bully guys for money and use guilt instead of fear to basically get men to give up their resources. He tells me that many of these women try to bump five or ten bucks off him at the office and they're making six figures but living paycheck to paycheck because they've been using their lines of credit for 10 to 20 years and half their salary goes to debt servicing. And he also says that many of them go into bankruptcy because they live on credit to cover their monthly shortfall. They look like independent women for about 20 years, and one day they're broke and have their wages garnished. Anyways, that's all I've got to say for today. So thanks again for taking your daily dose of red pills. So enjoy the rest of your day, and cheers. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.